Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Jash Reacts. You are tuning into episode number five. So thanks for tuning in. I know you've probably missed me. I was gone for a week, but now I'm back. Just life, you know, got a little cray-cray the last week. So today's episode, I'm actually going to do a double week recap of week four and five in the Big Brother Canada house. And joining me today is, I guess I can call him my co-host at this point. It's been three episodes. It is my boo, Andre. He's back. Hello again. What's up? How's it been going with you? Well, you know, a little bit of this. A little bit of that. (laughs) I'm acting like I don't know what he's up to every day. (laughs) But, you know, just let the fans know. They probably, you know, like you being on this podcast because I know I do. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I hope you guys tune in for me, you know. Okay, relax. Probably missed me that's, over the last two weeks. That's enough out of you. Put All that right, ice so... cream container away. I'm back. Don't worry. Okay, enough. And I'll be here again. Okay, guys, I can no longer have him on next week. We love you. We <laughs> love you, Andre. Okay, so Thanks. On, to, <laughs> on to what we're actually here for, down to business. And enough trying to promote yourself, Andre. <laughs> but we're going to recap week four. Um, so our last episode, we ended off with um, telling you that uh, Kiefer won the HOH for that week. Mm-hmm. So we had seen him make a deal with Austin being like, let me take this because Austin throw was really whack. And I pointed it out on Twitter. I'm like, something's wrong with that throw. Uh, so we find out later that they actually made a deal. Yeah. And... He pretty much told her that she was safe for the week. So, not much drama, I feel like, this week compared to the last no, few. No, I feel like this week was more predictable. Yeah. Like, he made it known who his targets were when he ended up putting Kyle and Roe on the block. Yeah, so those were which his was, nominations. Which was predictable. It was inevitable. We, we saw this coming, so it wasn't really much of a surprise. Um, But... Yeah. yeah, he didn't seem like he really like had a set... Well, I guess Kyle was his target. Yeah, I guess. No, I think Roe was his target. I'm pretty sure Roe was the target for Kiefer. Um, and then we had into... Actually, before we even had into Vito, but I think Roe was the target for Kiefer this week, mm-hmm. or that week. <clears throat> um, and a lot of people in the house were also saying that this move like, was the boys getting in Kiefer's ear. And I feel like they're giving Ty and Jed a lot more credit than, you know, than, like, what they deserve in a sense. Because, like, Kiefer, he's his own man. He's actually won competitions, and he's the one that got into a little bit of a tiff with Kyle and Ro a couple weeks ago. So it's kind of like, why do you think it's the guy's decision to put them up? It's, no, but I, really... can see, I can see how that is being perceived because yeah. he is hanging out with them a lot, considering that they voted to evict. But it's like they forgot that Kiefer. Kyle and Roe came after Kiefer. It's like, yeah, of no, course but... Kiefer's going to put them up. They're just like, I don't know. Yeah, and but then also, I guess also because um, in the previous week, he was on the block and he got the, the only votes that were sent to kick yeah. him out were um, Jed, Ty, and Beth. So, which yeah, that makes sense in that case where people are like, which why are I they think now like yeah they're kind of on that case thinking that they're running his HOH yeah but I mean Kiefer's his own man like I think he's he's proven that several times already where yeah. he doesn't really need to be forced into a decision I think he he's already headstrong and he knows what he's doing he's a smart man yeah I, I don't yeah I don't and he's a super fan of the show so you know he's clearly not as dumb as the other house guests think and that could benefit him in the long run because they might just think that the guys are running the show and they might not look at Kiefer as a target in the future so yeah so anyways he puts Kyle and Roe up and then we get to the veto and the veto was a mole molen one oh my god that was hilarious (laughs) it was great so I watched the feeds before I before the episode air and I just saw people talking about like Rohan's knees and how banged up they were and I was like what competition were they doing you know where this poor man's knees were all just banged up and getting infected (laughs) and all this stuff so they pretty much were under this table and if you think about it uh they're not small guys so you're pretty much on your hands and knees 
under a table and you're pretty much a mold. You've got to blow this ball like through this obstacle into this tube at the very end. Avoiding all the holes. Uh, yeah, avoiding the holes. In your path. And you're pretty much gliding back and forth on your knees. But really though, why couldn't they get knee pads? Like <laughs> I don't know. Whoever thought of this competition competition seemed fun. They probably realized it after, but like, ah oh, crap. We could have yeah. brought it pads. Knee pads, in. but also the fact that you have to blow the ball. Like no one I'm surprised no one got lightheaded and passed out. Just watching <laughs> them I was getting a little lightheaded and dizzy. But before the competition, Jed had said that he would throw the comp. Yes. Um, if he was playing, I think it was him and Beth. Beth. Uh, they said like, "Yeah, we'll throw the comp and whatnot." But you know, I, in a way, at the same time, you're there to play a game, and so Jed sort of was like, "I started playing, and then I got competitive." So I don't he actually... think he really wanted to throw it. No, I think he told think, Rohan that he was going to throw in a few yeah. one, but I, but at the same I, I doubt time, it from the beginning. Get, you want to get those medals in a sense, you know, you yeah. want to get those veto wins, those HOH wins. So I feel like, but then is it worth throwing, having the blood on your hand if you have the veto and you don't like necessarily need to make a big decision right away? Like this is not something that really would affect you. Well, yeah, game. but you're keeping the noms the same, so that's yeah, better for the so. HOH in that sense. You're not taking anyone off, which might cause some more blood. You're just. If he were to win it, he would have kept it the same. Yeah. And I think if it were me, I probably wouldn't have gone for it if I didn't need to. Like if Kiefer, if I was Jed, I probably wouldn't. I feel like I'd go for every comp, to be very honest. I just, even I'd if I'm not trying. I'd have to be careful because if I go too hard, too quick, then people are going to notice me a lot more. And they're yeah. going to be, I'll be showing up in a lot more conversations and I don't want that to happen. But I feel like the less I win, like I'm winning the more crucial ones um is what i feel like i would have to weigh out but this one i didn't think it was that necessary for jed to win no but Mind he did you... he did put in some effort and him and roe were yeah. kind of oh they were neck and neck, neck. And neck for majority of the of the competition the whole way through yeah kyle poor kyle wasn't really doing so well he was getting the balls in but not really was it austin who wasn't sinking anything in or was it beth no beth was doing good austin i think it was austin well. who couldn't sink one ball in and Poor her, but in the end, Roe actually came out with the win. So obviously, you know what's going to happen. He's on the block next to his buddy Kyle, and it's going to suck either way, but one of them's going home. But they're trying to figure out who else, if he were to take himself off, who else could they put up? So they I think they already had it in their head that Austin would be the replacement nom. They did, but the other side of the house didn't. They were trying to push for Victoria to be the person... The replacement nominee they were pushing for victoria to go up and you know keeper was obviously entertaining this idea but then it was also telling vic like yo they're campaigning for you to be on the block and saying what they want to hear but keeper would never do that yeah because they don't know that keeper and vic are are tight or working together at all but uh ro takes himself off and keeper sort of breaks his promise in a way and puts austin up he did say he wasn't going to put her up, but he didn't say, I wasn't going to put you up as a replacement nominee. That's where that gray area lies. So she was kind of pissed at Kiefer for that. Um, so here she is sitting next to Kyle, another one of her allies on the block. And almost showmance. And yes, almost showmance. That's what I kind of wanted to talk about also was, I was kind of surprised to see Kyle and Austin getting close. Yeah. And I guess we don't see much of it on you know, in the episodes, unless you're watching the live feeds all the time, um, you probably see it a bit more. But it was kind of surprising to see how close they got in what I, what seems like a shorter amount of time. They started late, but they started to bond really closely. So it was kind of obviously sucks to see two people who are really close together in a game be put on the block together. But that's just the nature of things. And, you know, yeah, what do you think about Kyle? and austin i mean i don't know they were i mean they seem to be hitting it off so i feel like outside of the house they might connect again possibly and continue yeah. this they do live in different provinces but we've definitely seen that in big brother history that that does not seem to be an issue you take you know? a look at aika and Dem uh, yeah different uh, provinces and now they're together so who knows yeah. it's a story that will unfold mm-hmm so, 
like I said, this not a lot happened that week, so this sort of recap's going to be really short, to be very honest. Um, in the end, you know, Kyle and Austin obviously do not want to campaign against each other at all, which makes sense. But at the same time, they have to think about their games and why they want to stay even longer. So Kyle starts to do a little bit campaigning, and he is bringing up some good points and saying who he's going to go after. Yeah. But in the end, Kyle gets voted out, and it was a 7-1 vote with Rohan obviously... Being the, the sole vote. The to vote, keep yeah, to keep Kyle in the house. Um, and yeah, that was the end of Kyle's game. I was kind of hoping to see Kyle's game sort of... Evolve. Evolve a little bit more, and I was hoping from the beginning we didn't really see much of him and I was like I kind of want to see Kyle a little bit more and see what his game's like but honestly when he started to play the game it was not really that great the first thing was like him blowing up on Kiefer and his game sort of just went downhill I feel like it probably would have been better if he stayed on the DL on the down low you know but that's the end of his and then we get into the next week. Arissa, they sort of allude to us at the end of, was it the veto of week four? Where yes. they kind of say, yeah. like, oh, there's this, stay tuned for this invisible HOH. And we're kind of like, what the heck does this mean? So in my head, I was assuming it was something like that we saw in a previous Big Brother US episode where it was, I think, a veto comp where someone, you know, they won the veto in secret and then they got to. Was it put-up nominations or something like that? Something of that sort. But that essentially is what the this week, the next week entails. Week five in the Big Brother Canada house. It's all about the invisible HOH. Now, this HOH is freaking crazy. Because you have all the power and nobody knows who you are. You put up the nominations. You play in the veto. You put up your replacement noms if whoever's on the block wins veto. And on top of that, you still get to play in the next week's HOH competition. So right now, this is the best time to win an HOH competition. Especially if you have targets you want to get out of the house and walk away blood-free, spotless. Exactly. So it's kind of like, as long as you you can keep your mouth shut and don't tell anybody or too many people about your win, then this should be... A, like, spotless HOH for you. And it's kind of, um, it's a competition where everyone, you Kiefer can't play this week. But um, all the other house guests, they have this buzzer. And they're watching all these rocks fall down into this ball. Or I was going to say ball pit. Into Not, a pit. Yeah, into like a big. And yeah. their goal is to pretty much click the buzzer every time they see a rock fall. And the goal is to obviously get the, to the closest to the correct answer. Yeah. Um, I think it was without going over. Yeah. I believe. So everyone's starting out and you see everyone's numbers and they're all pretty much on track. And Arissa kind of throws in some temptations. So these temptations are where, you know, people can pretty much take these temptations in secret. So we see... <laughs> What was the first one? The first one was a feast. So if yes, three people the turned feast. their back away from the conveyor belt, the whole um, house would then get the a whole feast. house would get a nice feast. Yeah. But nobody took that temptation. It wasn't worth it for anybody. Honestly, it wasn't worth it. I feel like they've no. had a lot of feasts and parties lately. They're going to have like, more, so yeah. it's not really something crucial. And then the second temptation was a letter from home. Now, a lot of people, you saw it on their faces, were struggling with this. Um, actually, no. That's well, not no, the case. it was that is not the, the, case. the one with the lowest yes. score. Yes. Was notified, which yeah. was Tina. Yeah. And she could take Arissa gave her the option where another temptation for her only saying if she chooses to back out of the competition now, then she would get a letter from home. If yeah. not, she's still in the game and she can fight to compete. Yeah. Which she took the letter, which I want to say that's like. The smartest thing to in do. In the like, moment, I, I did not think it was because I'm like, girl, you could still come out of this and win. But no. in the end, there were so many people ahead of her. She, You have no idea where you are or how close you are and or how, how far, far you away are. you are because you're the, la- so, you're the, the lowest Yeah. Player. So 
I kind of agree with you. I agreed with you after. Where I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think it was best that she took the letter anyway. She wasn't going to win anyway. So, I mean, yeah. you may as well just take the letter. You're winning something. Yeah, exactly. So, she gets a letter, which I kind of wish we saw, which we don't. Spoiler alert. But, um, yeah, so Tina takes that temptation and she's no longer playing. But she obviously can't back out of her spot. So, she sort of stays and stands around. Um, and she's, quote, unquote, in the game still. Yeah. Then the second temptation was a slot pass. So you could use the slot pass over the next couple of weeks. And if you're put on slop, you can use that and take yourself you off. Take your take yourself off a of slop. So Victoria has been on slop for a couple of weeks, I think. No, I think she was only there for the, the previous for the week, week. She was on slop. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, she was okay. on slop the week before. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. So she was in it sec- uh, two weeks in a row. So. Her thing was, obviously, she wanted to take it, and the goal was whoever turned around the longest would get that slot pass. But remember, this is all anonymous, so Victoria kind of is like, well, I'm going to take this. I don't want freaking slop. She turns around for, I think it's like five or six seconds. It wasn't long at all. It wasn't long, and then Tara also turns around, but for like two seconds, which... But turns back before Victoria did. So technically, Victoria stayed longer. Well, Terry, literally, she just did a quick turnaround. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, so she obviously, which makes sense. I would have done that too, turned around for like two seconds. And hope for the best. You're like, oh, let's see. (laughs) Exactly. Two seconds, it's longer than zero. Yeah. uh, Victoria wins this and she's like ecstatic about this. I probably would too because I'm assuming I will not like slop. So she gets that slop pass. Competition still goes, and I think that was the end of the Temptations, yes. am I right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the end of the Temptations, and the competition pretty much comes to an end, and Arissa tells the house guests, now you have the chance to edit your score if you need to, but you can only go higher. You cannot drop it. Drop your score. And I think they're in the 440s or no, something. No, they were in the 600s. 600s. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Clearly my memory is that bad. <laughs> But anyways, the number was high. And then what got me was you see Tara kind of in the DR room after she's like, looks at her score and she's like, 11 is my lucky number. So she bumps up her her uh, count, 11 numbers. So then you see her sort of tie Victoria's and then Arissa says, there are two people who tied. So now we're going to go to a tiebreaker. Literally, Victoria and Tara were one number off. I think it, I actual... think the number, if I'm not mistaken, was 642, and mm-hmm. they both scored 641. 641. And both, it's yeah, and yeah. it's amazing that Tara literally put up. She's yeah. like, you know what? Just to be safe, I'm gonna add 11. That's my lucky number. And she did it, and then she ties it. And she ties it, which like, was how crazy. lucky is yeah. that of a number for her? Seriously, that was like insane. I was like, no way. So obviously, Tara and Victoria get their lights on in their booth that shows that they're the ones who are gonna advance to the final round. Although. All the house guests sort of are playing in as well. All the house guests sort of do a guess. Yeah, because they, they have to keep it anonymous. Yeah. So they're going to say that every, like, Arissa basically said that everybody technically is participating just yeah. to not give it away. Yeah. So the next, the break, tiebreaker round was pretty much to be like, how many minutes passed between the first rock dropping and the last one? I think the answer was 45 minutes or something like that. And again, Vic- Victoria yeah. gets guesses one number off. Freaking crazy. So obviously Victoria wins the secret HOH and her face says it all. She's like, I cannot it was believe a spicy victorious you know <laughs> moment. Yeah. In that celebration. like that says it all. Like her face literally was just drop. Yeah. I would have been ex- like the same. I was ecstatic. I was happy. I pumped. So going into this competition, so you obviously wanted Victoria to win. Absolutely. But I sort of wanted Tara to win or Tina yeah, or Roe because I want to see what they're going to do. I wasn't mad that it was them yeah. two of the tiebreaker. I would have been happy with both. I want yeah. Tara to, to do something. I want to see what she's going to do. But then again... Like, I also want to see Tara actually get blood on her hands and I want to well, see... Well, not really blood on her hands because yeah, no one I, knows. It's invisible. I, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I would want Tara to win an HOH where oh, it's and then, known. Yeah. And I feel then like actually get it. Tara would be a great HOH. Because I feel like her, if Tara were to win the invisible HOH, it's like obviously she can put up the targets that she wants to, but it would be anonymous and no one would know it's her. And I kind of want her to be in a little bit of hot water. Is that evil of me? 
I always want to see house guests get into a little bit of hot water. You want in this them game. to sweat, right? Yeah, that's, that's what. That's it is. what I want. I want a little bit of entertainment and people to sweat and drama to go down. So that's that's my that's why I say that. So I was sort of conflicted with the people that Victoria put up. To be very honest, I'm not. It made sense. It made sense, but also. What we're starting to see, or what I'm starting to see, and Andre, you could prob- probably disagree with me, is that Victoria's a great player, but she's also a very emotional player. She's playing with her emotion. She's playing a lot of her moves from her emotions. Yeah, and I agree. we sort of saw that with Latoya. It was a great game move, but it also was driven by her emotions. And now we see her put up Austin and Brayden, who were part of her bossy, glossy. Um, tribe or <laughs> tribe cult or, I don't yeah. know. The, the alliance that she yeah made. the alliance that's the word and it was kind of surprising but not really it was surprising because obviously she's invisible and she obviously knows that there are larger targets and targets that other people would want up on the block yeah which are ty and jed um so she could have definitely split those people up mm-hmm. but she chose to go with austin and brayden and part of that reasoning that we find out later is um, that, you know, she was kind of the third wheel in that duo. Well, There's no, a lot of duels in this no, house. She, it was because she, um, when she was HOH, like they were all like tight and they would all be close to each other and but talk even a lot. After that. But then I suit, no, after her HOH, she even said that Brayden and Austin didn't say a word to her after. So as soon as she lost her power, or like she well, wasn't bringing yeah, so they pretty much left her as a third wheel. They, they, were they yeah, they basically the weren't interested in Victoria anymore. Which in that case, I can get why like because if you guys are in an alliance, like you're tight all the way through. Even though if you guys are let's say splitting up and trying to be like okay, well I don't want people to know that we're aligned together. Let's you know what I mean. Whenever, but when she was talking about it in the diary room and in public, she would say that as soon as she lost her HOH power. Austin and Brayden left. Like they were yeah. basically, it's so like they it weren't even like, there for it real. It seems like what always happens with every HOH. Yeah, you get all these people riding your tail, and then all of a sudden, when you don't have power, power anymore, yeah. they're like, oh, who are you? What's your name? But I also feel like, so, like, this is why I love Victoria, is because she literally plays this game through and through. Like, there's, she did I put feel some like thought to there's it. not, like, a moment where she's not thinking about her next move. Like, she's, like, four steps ahead. Like, yeah. when she went to do this thing, she had to put up, so, like, to keep her invisible HOH, HOH yeah. secret and invisible, like, she's got incredible social skills. In order, the way that she's able to maneuver every conversation and to elude it, she's to a make great it seem, actress. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then not only that, but then when she went, like she had to have the decision to put four people up on slop. Yeah. When that decision came up, she decided to put herself, uh, Kiefer, Braden, and Austin. Yeah, it basically drove it away from Victoria. Made people think that it wasn't her, and it was actually one of the three: uh, Braden, uh, Jed, Tayshawn, and. Beth. Yeah. They everybody then thought it was one of them three who won. They all thought it was Ty because for some reason Ty was giving off some like, like sus vibes. Joyous like vibes yeah, after the they, He was just giving some vibes off and people are like, It's it's Ty. He was way too happy yeah. coming off of that. But yeah, you're right. Victoria did sort of put that, but some people were also sort of suspecting her, were like, Do you think whoever the invisible HOH is, they put themselves on like slop? And they were like yeah, but, but you know, I don't think it's Victoria. Like, it you know, can't be her. She's a boss. Like, she's genius. Remember, like, though? She's a genius. There's a part in the episode where... Who was she talking to? Kiefer, most likely. Remember where like, where she was talking with a group of people? She was talking with Brayden and some other people in the washroom. And then Brayden's like, it is very clear to me now. And here we are thinking, you know, oh my it, God, he's about to expose Victoria. Yeah. He's like, it is very clear to me now that the HOH, that the invisible HOH is Ty. No, Andre no, no, and no, we no. looked it at was, each other. No, he's like, it's very clear to me now that it is not Tayshawn. 
Or wait, maybe that it, it was, is Tayshawn. That, that it wasn't is. Beth. They thought it was Beth. Yeah. They're like it's not Beth. He's like, it's clear as day now that it's Tayshawn. And then it's like, bruh, you were so close. Not yeah. even though, because literally <laughs> your target or the person you HOH this, is right in front yeah. of you. He's saying this while Victoria is there, and it was Andre and I looked at each other. We were like, oh my god, these people like have no clue. Victoria's playing either she's, the people in the house are just so oblivious she's to this. playing one hell yeah. of a game to have everybody not suspect they her. suspect her but it like, goes away but like in an instant they're just like nah, nah not it can't her. Be. yeah they're like it could be her but nah not her so it's kind of crazy and um it was it was hilarious to watch so yeah that that was great and so no. yeah, so she puts, they're all on slop, and she makes this big deal after, and she's like, oh my god, guys, there's like three other people in this house who have <laughs> never been on slop yet. She's and, like, I've been on it already like last week, not yeah. many two weeks in a row. So she's alluding the fact that it's um, Ty, Jed, and Beth who haven't been on slop. She's painting the target on them. Yeah, and so they, I don't know if you, you probably didn't watch the live feeds, but I was watching them, and it was clear that they were actually suspecting Victoria as the invisible HOH. Which, by the way, she did tell Kiefer, but she was also, like, fucking with him and being like, yeah, it's me. And he's like, no, are you kidding? She's like, no, it's not me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, she was playing with him. she tells Kiefer, in a sense, and, like, you know, Ty, Kiefer doesn't tell anyone, but Ty and Jed, I saw them talking, and they were like, it's probably her. And they know that someone's trying to pinpoint this invisible HOH and putting a brain Austin on them, pretty much, on their alliance. Yeah. And, which is funny because Victoria's also working with them, but she's also pinning the blame on them, which is, it's great. Which is brilliant. Yeah, it's great. So, that's that. And the veto competition comes. I don't even remember what the veto comp was, to be very honest. It was a puzzle. It was like yes. a construction, yes, construction puzzle. You had to bring these beams oh my, How did I forget Brayden? <laughs> You have to bring these beams across the bridge, and each beam is... It's uh, like a is, puzzle. Is like, there's different holes in them, so you have to kind of find the correct beam, place it down on these pegs, and make your way across this bridge. Once you make it across, you have to run back to your home station, pick up these 3D blocks that will end up being... Like, once you piece them all together, it turns into a hotel, like a big building. But they have to grab one piece at a time all the way across and then construct their 3D puzzle. And the first one to finish it wins the veto. Now, before the competition happened, yes. Rohan did... Uh, no, hold on, hold on. Before that, before that. Well, guys, get this. So when they pick up the names of who's going to be in the competition... Oh my god, yeah. They have Victoria go into the diary room, diary room to draw a name the name she pulls out is her own freaking name <laughs> this girl her game and she looks and she starts laughing i'm like of course she would pull her own damn name for the freaking veto competition like what the actual heck sorry i just had to point that out because that was no that was that, that was, uh, that was so a moment in itself it was roe it was austin brayden victoria and ty who were all playing in this veto comp so andre go ahead when before the competition happens Austin even said that if Roe was chosen to play in the veto, that if he would win, that he would end up taking one of them down. Yes. Roe agreed to it, was like, yeah, sure, absolutely, I'll do it. Yeah, 100%. So when his name got chosen, um, obviously, Austin and Brayden were happy. They're ecstatic, knowing that, you know, they had a chance. When the competition then went down, Roe absolutely killed it. Yeah, like he, he did... He like Austin wasn't too far away. Like she was almost there. Yeah, Austin and Victoria were were close behind him, but Roe like, man, he assembled that thing in no two time. vetoes in a row, two weeks in a row, in, a, in a row hand, in a row hand. <laughs> oh, that's great. But yeah, anyways. two weeks in a row, he he freaking takes that veto and wins it. But he almost like he had one puzzle piece upside down, and that sort of helped the other. Players catch up, catch up a However, little bit. However, it wasn't enough to get yeah. him to win. But yeah, seriously. But he quickly found out which piece it was, took it down, and won. And in the end, we see him not use the veto. Which, honestly, yes. is such a big thing for Victoria. Because Victoria got in his head to be like, listen, 
like basically put in paranoia saying that a lot of people are saying it's not a smart move if you do this like why would he even like use this veto brought all this paranoia into rohan's head made him and she even told tina and tara like oh if if he uses it the words going around that like tara's gonna go up as a replacement yeah. so they also went up to rome and was like don't use it <laughs> like yeah the paranoia i'm and giving everyone, mad props to victoria all in all like she's literally getting props and praises everywhere from me right now and everybody who's watching this show because yeah. how do you convince somebody not to use a veto twice yeah. Jed had her when she won HOH and she put Latoya up on the block. Yeah. Had Jed not used the veto, he didn't use it. She got her target home. Yeah. This time, like her targets now is Austin. Yeah. It made it clear. It's very and clear. When yeah. Rohan won the thing, she got him like in his head. Like right away. Right away. Paranoia started coming in. Then he started spinning out of control, figuring like you know what I mean, thinking it wasn't the right move or and the who, right time and who, to use yeah, it. Yeah, and who would be put up because he also doesn't know who the HOH is. Exactly. And you know, at that point you're also like, I don't want to piss them off because I don't know who they are and they can come after me so anytime. Now, so now Victoria once after the veto ceremony happened, he did not use it. Yeah. So I'm like, this girl is a boss. Like, I don't know how she's able to pull that yeah. off. Like, there's Rohan is aligned with Bray and Austin. Like, they're, yeah. they're allies. They were literally like the four. It was the four. You take your damn ally was, off if they're on yeah. the block. It was Kyle, Roe, Brayden, and Austin. They pretty much were a really close quartet. <laughs> and, you know, you see Kyle tell Roe, like, take care of them. Like, Mainly take care of Austin, like, when yeah. he goes. And it's, like, the next week, Kyle's gone. Ro has the opportunity to take one, literally, like you just said, Andre, one of his allies, that's, or someone who's supposed to be I would have taken down Austin, to be honest, if I was block. in his shoes. Like, they both would have been safe. So that was, like, really confusing. I get, in a sense, maybe he's trying to just restart his game, because yeah. he knows he's, he's associated with them, so he's like, in the end, they're going to come after me anyways. So maybe he's thinking like my game's doomed so maybe i should not use it to show whoever's the hoh like like you know i want to work with you and advance his game which in a it made sense after i thought about it i was like why would he do that but yeah i still feel like all these alliances a lot of them are crumbling they form and then they just instantly crumble yeah the only thing that stays together are the duos that like yeah have bonded or like like from the beginning of this game, but I mean, honestly, like kudos to to Victoria, especially as the the invisible age yeah. of age, having to have like all this power on her to keep it a secret, nonetheless, and then go around like basically getting your name off of everyone's mouth and shooing that idea off of everyone. Yeah, like that is insane. And plus, also not having Rohan not use the veto because she put in the paranoia that she thought that she would be the one to get backdoored, even though she was the H O H. Like, yeah, it was just honestly such a brilliant. It like, was. It was. Yeah. I'm this so week proud was of such her. like an interesting week, and mainly because the fact that it was invisible and just watching everyone freak out and trying to figure out who the H O H was, which. <laughs> Like, nobody got it right. Everyone thought it was Ty. But well, no, anyway, Ty so... Everything they think, like, they know yeah. that it's Victoria, but everybody else thinks it's them. Yeah. So anyways, long story short, Ro does not end up using the video, like Mm-mm. we said, so the noms <clears throat> stay the same. And one thing that I noticed this week and the week prior when Austin was on the block was that she wasn't really campaigning. She felt really comfortable, like... That she wasn't going to go home in a sense, you know? I don't know. Did you feel that? Because I kind of was like, they're not campaigning. Even Tara at one point, she's like, hello, you're on the block. Like, you need my vote to stay here. Yeah. So I need you to tell me why I'm good for your game. And people were kind of all talking about this being like, they're not really talking to any of us. I feel like, I And know. it's kind of stupid. It's like, you're there to play a game. I get it. You guys are friends. Like, you they can campaigned repair. later, but not. Yeah, you can repair your friendship after the game. Make the move that makes more sense for you in your game. You know, you don't have to disrespect the person on the block, but you can still tell the house guests that you're campaigning to why you're good for the game without throwing your ally under the bus, you know? And that sort of, like, frustrates me as a viewer. I'm like, your life is literally on the line here. Like, do something about it. It was kind of just frustrating to watch. So, you know, in the end... 
some people were thinking about keeping Austin. I think that was yeah, because like she brought up a yeah. pitch to Beth and saying that they can run it, and they both were agreeing to it. And yeah, because Beth realizes, you know, she's in a trio, and obviously there's a final two, so she knows she has a feeling that maybe the guys won't take her to the final two with them. So she's trying to obviously branch out of her alliance and try to form other bonds. And Austin's yeah. like, we can work together. Like, I know we didn't get off on the right foot, but we can come together and we can make it and to run the final this two. Shit. Yeah. So it was a good pitch. And in the end, it actually didn't work. Um, it was a clean sweep. Everyone unanimously voted for Austin to go home. Which it was an unfortunate because I actually wanted her to stay. Yeah, I liked Austin. I didn't mind her. I don't all. mind Brayden either, but I feel like Austin has given me more yeah, reason Austin's, to watch. Yeah, Austin definitely has been playing the game and she's shown that she can compete. Even if she didn't win all of them, she's played in a lot of the competitions already. She's come close to winning a couple of times. Yeah. So she's definitely a good contender. So for the house guest game, it was smart to vote her out, yeah. obviously. Um, but yeah, I kind of think... I don't have anything against the guys, Ty and Jed, to be very honest. I kind of like them. I prefer Ty over Jed. But everyone... Here's, I'm conflicted about with them. Because everyone in the house thinks that they're such a huge threat when they only have one win. The other side of the I house think it's has more, of more a wins. social threat, maybe that might be. It's one. like social threat, but it's like the other side of the house, they have more wins to them than the guys do. And they're all worried that, you know, obviously the strong, like physical competitions are going to come. But we've seen so far that. Victoria's uh, like, been the one to win them. Victoria's been the one to win them. Or uh, Austin. Or Kiefer. Or Kiefer, yeah. The people that you wouldn't suspect to win are the ones winning. <clears throat> so it's like, I get you're saying that they're a threat. But they're really not, you know. They're giving no. them they're giving them a lot more credit than they actually deserve in a sense. It's I, like yeah. they're playing great social games, but yeah, I don't know. I was conflicted, so I kind of maybe they they just rub the house the wrong way here and there. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Also, because they're in a trio, that's a huge target yeah, in its own for sure. So I feel like that basically. And then the weeks coming that. too. That's going to be like numbers for them because now obviously you need less and less numbers to. Ha- have it be a majority yeah so it's yeah it's kind of crazy but people were wanting her to put up ty and jed and i kind of in a sense game wise i would have loved to have seen that you know as a fan i would have loved to have seen her put up ty and jed on the block and see them go head to head in this <laughs> veto comp and then see if one of them pulls them down it would have been so great to and messy to see this hoh if that happened yeah if she put them up one of them comes down It'd be like, who the hell put them up? Because there's so many options in that case. But she put up Austin and Brayden. I was, again, not crazy for Austin, but I really thought that she had some good potential to make it even further. But in the end, she got sent home. And, you know, it is what it is. So now Brayden's got to be on his own. And pick up his slack and actually start playing the game. Yeah, and actually make other connections besides Austin's hip. I feel like now, yeah, yeah, no, oh my God, seriously. <laughs> Literally, that But was I feel like now he's going to have no choice but to yeah. make connections and actually play the game and do, like, you know what I mean? Because he was attached to Austin, literally, but from day one. Can we just, I don't know, I think I told you this, right? Where on the live feeds, I woke up one morning, just hopped on Twitter, and people were, it was something going on about, Bray and Ty. I'm saying their their short forms like we're best buddies. But Brayden and Tyshawn, there was something going on about them. And I had to really dig deep into the Twitterverse because, like myself, I always do subliminal messages or just leave my tweets really vague. So that's what I was getting. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to know what's going on. Then you see Brayden and Austin in the pantry room and he's... They're talking in like code and whispering and he's telling her like something happened and she's like with with Balin like Tyshawn and he like I think he's nodding and then she says something but you can't see what she's saying and then he's like more and he starts giggling. So people are saying that something you know a little some some went down in the sheets. A little nasty nasty. little mm-mm went down in the sheets like that night prior. One of them went skiing. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's apparently what the rumor is. Is 
Ty went skiing. Butter. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but like that was kind of surprising. Like I'm not here to judge anyone's preferences, whatever the case is, but it was just surprising to hear and to see that that was the case. It was kind of like, whoa, did not expect that at all. Mainly because, like, when Big Brother, you see a lot of the same love stories. You always see, you know, the male and the female falling in love, all this stuff. But you never see any other type of love. Well, you do. Well, I mean. Well, I haven't. You saw Kevin and. Will for, like, one episode. Will. Will. One no, day. No. Two days. No. That was nothing. It was, it was happening. Like, the, like Kevin has this thing where he made. He but I felt like he was into, using him. Oh, yeah, he but, was. Yeah, but I, I'm talking about, like, an actual, but like, I think, connection. I, mean, I don't know, but Kevin people. is bisexual, isn't he? I think he is. But either way, like, he was kind of using that in as his strategy. And who knows? Maybe yeah, but Tayshon I wanted to see. Bi as well, and we don't judge. I know. I'm not saying I'm judging. I'm just saying, like, I want to see, like, actual love. Like, I feel like in that sense... Whatever Kevin's sexual orientation is. Hey, maybe they're just fooling around. Maybe they they were just lonely and they're just like... He was definitely using Will. I didn't see any sort of actual connect... Like, physical connection there or emotional connection. It was all just game. But with Ty and Bray, I'm kind of like, oh my god. Like, I'm kind of down for this. I kind of want to see another type of love. I want to see a different love story besides the typical male-female thing. So if, like, Bray and Ty were to have something going on, I am here for it. Like, Beth's already moved on. <laughs> yeah, Beth so, already like, picked, yeah. Uh, Jed anyway. Yeah. Beth's already with Jed. Jed's already wanting to propose to her. So I'm happy to see Ty and Bray Wait, did you say something. you wanted to propose to her? Oh, yeah. Didn't I not tell you that? Wait, what? Yeah, this is something that I, that I heard recently Kay. on the feeds. Explain what happened. So... I don't want to get into too much of the story, mainly because some of it has to do with um, the next week that um, that we saw. Oh wait, we actually we can probably say it because we saw the HOH comp. Yeah. Yeah. So we did. Okay, I can actually tell you because it actually aired. Sometimes I get confused with what I see on the live feeds versus and what, what was live on. Yeah, TV. what was live on TV. So I'm always like, oh my god, should I say this? But. Um, the next competition, they pretty much get this calendar thing and they pretty much have to memorize everything. And Big Brother's waking them up in the middle of the night, 2, 3 in the morning, so that everyone runs downstairs and they see the different calendars and have to memorize these dates. And, and all these details. And details. So, you know, it's one of those true or false, or sorry, A or B um, competitions. And then it's down to Beth and Jed at the very end. And in the end, Beth actually wins. And I kind of was okay with that because apparently the house guests say that Beth is savage and I want to see if she'll actually be savage or if she'll just be, if it'll just be a boring HOH. That's kind of that. But anyway, so after this HOH, I think it was that night, Jed's talking to Kiefer and saying like, if he gets to know Beth a little bit more in this house, if they stay a little bit longer, like he's ready to propose to her at the end of this. Oh God. Yeah. I'm kind of like, whoa. <laughs> it's very surprising. Yeah. And it's know. like, I mean, good Mostly. for them. Yeah. I mean, it, it works for other relationships. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets me on the fence when I hear that. But then, hey, sometimes it, it works and they're still going on. I know. Strong, that's the so. thing. When it happens so fast, I'm like, I'm sure it's kind of like the bachelor sense where people are together for a couple months and then all of a sudden they're head over heels. They fall in love. And yeah. you're kind of like, how? But... You know, that's that's what I heard. That's the rumor. That is the rumor. Um, but yeah, so that pretty much sums up the last two weeks. Also, you just oh, also miss missed something. something oh, that Arissa mentioned that next week yes, will be yes. a double eviction. Yeah. Now that's gonna be one episode of yes. itself. This is gonna be exciting. Guys, after Beth's hoh reign, it is going to head into a double eviction. But now I'm scared. I'm kind of surprised though because, like, there's it's a shorter season. There's less house guests, and it's kind of like, do we really need a double? Do you eviction? think they're gonna bring back people from the jury? Have like one week where they compete to go back in the house? Maybe because it's kind of like the season's already short, so why do a double eviction? You know? That's true. It's kind of like. 
Well, no, that double evictions are inevitable. You need a double eviction in a Big Brother game. I know, but I just feel like sad it's not the it's, same without it. We've so, had it every year. I know. I just feel like it's kind of sad though, because it's so it's already a short season. I there's know, less people, but that it makes but... it for such a a stress inducing like yeah panic does. happens and people yeah. get stressed out and paranoid and all that stuff, and then you get out of a, a big target that people are too afraid to take a shot at, and yeah, like it's the perfect time to do it. Although I'm. Terrified and I'm scared that spicy beef is gonna be home. I'm scarified. <laughs> That's a new word of the day. He's scarified. That Victoria, our little spicy V, will get the boot in either this week or in the double. Because Yeah, already... I know Beth was already like going back to what we said earlier, how Victoria's a little bit of like an emotional player. So she initially wanted to go after Beth, mainly because there was Latoya because she was with the guys and now Beth's with the guys. So obviously she wants to be in that position. So she was at one point going after <clears throat> Beth. And I feel like, I don't know who Beth's going to pull put up. Okay, that's a lie. I do. But <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Um, but kind of when I saw Beth win, my thoughts were she might put up. These are the people I thought she might have put up as soon as I saw her win was Brayden, Rohan, or uh, Victoria or Tara. Those are the four people I saw her putting up on the block. And if they say that, if the house guests are right and they say that Beth is as savage as they say she is, then she might actually put your girl up. Who knows? I know. If, if she's still like on her radar. I feel like it would be smart for Beth's game to do so, but yeah. I'm going to miss having her win competitions. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys and don't know, spicing up a whole week. Andre's like a hardcore Spicy V fan. Listen to the last episode, like a few minutes in, right at the beginning, he goes on this rant, a very passionate rant about Spicy V. It wasn't a rant, I was just... Okay, not a rant, sorry. Myself, yeah, but... just he went on a thing about Spicy V while I was sitting right next to him, but that's cool, boo. That is fine. Nothing will... emotional, <laughs> nothing like that. I will, whatever. I will I accept it. I just respect it. a mm-hmm. game player okay. when I see one. And yep, she's yep. the mm-hmm. game player I want to follow. Okay. Girl, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it was just funny to watch that. And you need to listen be- so that you can understand where he's coming from. But am I missing anything else? No, I think that's it. But I think that if, if Victoria wants to stay another week, I say she needs to win the veto. Or... Yeah. Make a deal, make a connection, make an alliance with them. Yeah. Try to right build now, that she's... bond. Oh because... my gosh! Sorry, guys. There's one thing I wanted to point out was her vi- goodbye message to Austin. I don't. I feel a type of way about it. Andre's kind of like, yeah. But when she said goodbye to Austin, it was kind of like, you know, girl, you left me high and dry. Pretty much, you saw her emotional side come out and telling Austin like, I got rid of you because you didn't give me enough attention. So I feel like Victoria at this moment, she's in a lot of alliances, but I don't really think she's going to be leaving with any friends. No, like, no, she will. Definitely. I don't know. Or even in, even if she makes it like to jury, it's a, if she gets there, then yeah. I don't know if, or sorry, not if to jury, if she makes it to the end, I don't know if like the people in the jury will look at her gameplay and respect that or if they'll think about oh, absolutely. Her, like on. the emotions and be like, well, you freaking hated me because of this, or you were always jealous, or well, you were yeah, emotional. Yeah, but then also at the same time, she's got so much. She's built her resume higher, and her resume doesn't compare to anybody else in this house at the moment either. So if she makes her way to all the way to the end, there's a reason for it, and she's yeah. there for a reason. And I think I disagree with that. I think that she would honestly win the whole game. They would have they. Like, I hope she just sure, stops with her they, salty goodbye messages. And, but that's she who she needs, is. She's spicy. She needs, yeah, but she needs jury management. You're going to say these but that's not, saucy but that's good not jury go- yet. goodbye. Not yet. And she keeps up with that, sure. Yeah. However, like, no, I don't know. I enjoyed, I kind of, like, it was a little too spicy. However, I think that her goodbye speech, like, it gave her, yes, like I said, she was spicy in it to Austin, but it did explain to her why she was on the block, even though that, like, that she was the, yeah. the invisible HOH, that she had to put her up because, like, as soon as she lost her power in HOH, they just left. They didn't say a word to her afterwards, and they were, like, glued to the hip, and that, like, there was, you know what I mean? Like, they dropped the connection to Victoria, so she had every right to want to put her up on the block. And having to say all of that, I feel like it was good that she explained it. 
having her saying it like that sure might have been much but i mean at the same time we get what we want like yeah we kind of get what we paid for in a sense like she's spicy v for a reason she's spicy yeah so if she gives you a salty spicy message that's just her signature <laughs> yeah you know that's okay so is. going into this next week beth is hoh who do you want who do you hope beth puts up on the block um I have a feeling it could be Roe and Brayden. And if if the noms were to stay the same, who would you rather see go? If like, maybe if it's Roe and Brayden, the noms see, are the I same. I don't know. I feel like Brayden would be like I would I would be okay with Brayden leaving. Rohan's actually kind of doing a lot in this game that I'm okay having him stick around and see what he's gonna do. Brayden hasn't really done much, but I feel like he's good to have at the end for a final two because he hasn't really done much at all. And compared to everybody in the house, well, except for Tayshawn, like they haven't like Brayden has done the less. So like I feel like everyone has a shot of winning against Brayden. Yeah. But then again, I feel like if somebody wins a veto, they could potentially have uh, Vic as a backdoor option. Mm hmm. Which I would hope not, but yeah. I, I want to see how Victoria will be able to get herself out of that. Yeah. Also, this podcast seems to be all about Victoria. That's apparently the impact she, she's having on this game that we spent a lot of this <laughs> podcast talking about her. But I, for game purposes and viewing purposes, I kind of want to see Beth put up Victoria and Tara because honestly, at this, I will kind of. I liked Tara from the beginning, like her video and all that stuff. And I kind of wanted to see more out of her. But Tara's been like really unnecessarily paranoid in the game. You know, she's always like, why is my name in your mouth? Why is this happening? Blah, blah, blah. So I kind of am okay if she goes. I'm not. And, I want her to stay. Oh. But I also want Victoria up on there just because I want to see shit go down. <laughs> I want Beth to put Vic up, and I just want to see... It would be good I, TV. Yeah, I want to see the house blow up. That's what I'm hoping for from this week. Yeah. I really hope so. I want to see them go head-to-head. Yeah. And, and that basically sums it up. Yeah, that sums it up. We were kind of all over the place. There was just a lot of small moments that happened. But also, my memory. It's getting worse. <laughs> but next week, guys, I will be back. Maybe Andre will join me. Maybe not. We'll see. You will have to tune in and wait to find out. So if you need to find him on Twitter, it's at Andre Brito 7. Um, Instagram and is Andre Brito. Brito. And if you need to find me, I'm on Twitter as at HeyJ. That is H3Y underscore J. You can also find me on Instagram at JashReacts. Make sure to subscribe, like, tell all your friends, family, fans to tune into this podcast, you know? What else are you doing? You need me. It's nothing but good times up there. Yeah. But also, special announcement, I will be expanding this podcast to YouTube. Not doing YouTube Live, but I will be dropping these episodes onto YouTube. So if you have anyone that uses YouTube, let them know that that's where they can find me. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Till next week.